Hello, and the biggest of welcomes to this woman's work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do, and the paths that have led them to where they are today. I am here today with Emma. Hi, Emma. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, could you tell our lovely listener in your own words what it is you do? Well, um, so I work with individuals, mainly um, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, or people who are very high achieving in their professions. Um, they they seemingly have it all, um, but there is something that they want to break through. Um, they they often feel that there's something that either they've experienced or maybe from earlier in their life or just something that they feel is holding them back from moving forward um, and it may also be in their business that they've just come to a point of think actually I'm just really struggling to move to another another level within the business so we tend to have a conversation and I help support them through that um, in multiple ways um, through um, sort of business strategy marketing strategy to very much the mindset and the energetics of, of them and the business as well. So it's quite, oh, wow. a, quite, a, quite a holistic experience. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this for? Oh, more years than I probably realised. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have been, oh gosh, must be over 10 years 12 years maybe 15 years wow. yeah yeah trying to work back yeah about 15 years gosh okay so let's track all the way back then so emma school college all very normal anything yeah no i um yeah did my a levels and um, didn't do so well as i think parents probably wanted me to i have another but no it was a kind of of a, a strange phase for me um, I didn't want to go to university. Right. I, it wasn't. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to stay around where I was, and I was quite happy. Um, but yeah, I went to university, and again, I did HND, play it safe, and then did a degree. Yeah. Worked in London, yeah. so a PR agency. But while I was there, I did my postgraduate diploma in marketing, the CIM, just to top it up and finish it up. So yeah, that's quite good. Well, for someone that didn't want to go to university, yeah, I ended up off. doing loads of like courses. Okay, so let so in London at a PR agency, and was PR what you initially wanted to do? Was that? Yeah, I loved I loved the whole um, making things come alive, like either through words, but also we did a lot of uh, media events and exhibition work as well. So in the late nineties, you know, into the millennium, it was quite a a different time with with technology as well um but it was yeah it was we did like a fashion show on carnaby street and oh, wow. it was you know in, in those days it was quite cutting edge with what you were what you had to play with so so corporate pr and marketing for yeah. a number of years it was i was there for a few years and then i got drawn to coming back to um where i grew up um, through some family events and I reconnected with friends and it was kind of like actually I'd quite like to come back and had my eye on a company uh, which was EMAP at the time and one of the ladies the account managers at the PR agency um, she'd got a connection at EMAP mm. and I knew some people that worked there anyway but she was like trying to help me 
get my foot in the door with a with a CV. Um, so we did that at first, but there was no roles at the time that I decided I'd just hedge my bets and go back, did a bit of temping. Yeah. And then um, a temp job came up with an EMAP and that's how I got in. Wow. And then how long were you at EMAP for? It was about just over five years. Gosh, was that long? <laughs> well, it, it was quite short. I've seen it. I worked with Emma at the same time, so I'm thinking, God, I was thinking, how long were we there for? Yeah. Well, I got to nearly five years, and I, I just thought to myself, if I stay here any longer, I'll be here for the rest of my life. And yeah. I really felt that. And it wasn't a bad thing, because, you know, the connections I have through, through that were incredible, and I still have really good connections now. But I... I didn't enjoy being in a large building yeah. and environment, and I still don't. We all want to grow and, and move on. Um, there wasn't anything available, so I applied elsewhere. Um, but as a result, got offered another position, which was in event operations. Um, and I love that, because again, it's that creative build and being involved in the commercial as well as the marketing and everything, yeah. but not doing all of it. Yeah. Um, so that was really good, but something in me just knew that it was time to, to head off, and um, I actually sold up everything I owned, and went to live in Cyprus. I remember this. <laughs> and it was just we were like, it's just so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, we were all still, you know, working for the man. You were just, you just buggered off, didn't you? I did. I handed my notice in. I remember it because it was given back to me, and I went. They went, think about it over the weekend. They went, I've been thinking about this for months. No, there you go. Yeah, so I went over with no job, um, tried it out for a few months, found my feet, decided this is exactly what I'm doing. And then I found a little job. It was like a little telemarketing job. And I thought, it'll cover my rent. Yeah. It'll give me a little bit to play with, but not a lot, but it, it'll be all right. Went for the interview. They said, oh, we'll let you know in a couple of days' time. They phoned me back two hours later. <laughs> gave me the job. You got the job. <laughs> and it was only me and one other lady. And um, to cut a very long story short, in that time I was there, I built a telemarketing department wow. from one of us to 12 and an administrator. I created all the training manuals. The role was to fill up accommodation um which we did very successfully and then um the company it was a timeshare company and it merged with a hotel resort developer and they were about to pitch out to because i was on the senior team they were about wow. to pitch out to a marketing agency to do the branding so i was a bit upset mm. so i went to the senior management team the, the mds and said i i, I can do this and they're like, can you? I was like, yeah, I can do this. So they sat and thought about it and they still wanted the agency. And I said, well, you know, you're going to pay the agency a yeah. lot of thousands of, of, of pounds and well, euros because they've changed over. I said, and I'm, I'm already here on your team um, and I can do it. So they gave it to me and I had 18 wow. months to brand two hotels. Um, and that's where... And you, so you left what you were doing and shifted all the way same, over onto them. Yeah, so I was still in the same company, but, but just yeah. left. Somebody else took on the telemarketing team. I wow. moved off and, and just focused purely on 
researching um, hotels and resorts across the world, um, like benchmarking what they were they're building. So wow. and then I would just work the branding through all the different like the spa and the restaurants and the bar and yeah, I just worked with them all doing that. Yeah, we'd had some really good highs and then my dad suddenly died. Gosh. And that was it. So how long had you been out out there? I've been there nearly three years in the company. And the hotel was about to open that summer and I came home to visit him um in eight um, February. Yeah, I flew in. Um, got the train back up home, spoke to him on the phone because he lived in Derby. And then the following day, got up, got dressed, getting ready to go and meet some friends. And I was having lunch with my mum and my granny. And then my sister came to the doorstep um, about 10 o'clock and just went, we've got to go, we've got to go. Dad's been rushed to hospital. So we... It was just such a bizarre day, which I wrote about in my book in the end, yeah. because it was such a, it was my transformation day. And I went from getting up, doing the normal things, to um, to literally switching off my dad's life support by the end of the day. Oh, gosh. Um, and it was just like, gone. Didn't even get a chance to speak to him because he was already in a coma. So it was just like, gone. That's it. And so I said, when I was sat with him, if this is what life is, I'm changing mine. And when I got back there, I realised that whilst I got great friends abroad, um, it wasn't being at home with people that had known you a long time. So I decided to come back, which everybody was very happy and understood. And there was opportunities for me to work for them as a consultant from the UK. And then my sister just phoned me and went, I've just had a client in. She was a hairdresser. She went, their marketing manager has literally just handed their notes in. They haven't even advertised the job yet. But this lady says, if you get down there and put your CV in, I think I think you'll be in with a chance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I went for my interview, which was about four hours, the most in-depth marketing interview I've ever been for. Um, I've done, I did so many tests that I didn't even know were possible that you could do that many tests. <laughs> Um, I didn't match the criteria for the baseline on the test either because ah. they based it on the person who was previously there. Right. Um, said they'd come back to me two hours later. Offered <laughs> me the job. <laughs> Recurring theme. I was like, awesome. But I was wow. only there literally about eight months. Right. I changed everything that they did for marketing. Um which I believe they carried on. I recruited somebody else to take over. Wow. Um, so you are very much all about change. change, aren't you? It's kind of, even then, you did you really, were you, was this when you were realising it, but you hadn't necessarily fully... At this stage, I hadn't really appreciated what I was about in life yeah. at all. Um, you were just doing what came naturally. Absolutely. I, I would see things, I would feel it, I would know what needed to be done. I didn't question myself because I knew, you know, what they were asking they wanted for the business. I knew that I needed to do in a particular way. Yeah. And the way it was being done, it wasn't that it was wrong, but it wasn't getting them what they wanted. Yeah. So if they want what they want, then I'm going to make that happen. And I did a big show over in America and while I was there, 
I did a walk around Washington DC at night and it was the most incredible experience. But again, something reminded me that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I came away, I went on holiday for two weeks to visit my friend in Cyprus. I sat on a sun lounger and I went, that's it. I'm supposed to be helping people. Mm. And what I'm doing isn't actually helping people, it's making people money. Yeah. And there's a okay. big difference. Yeah. So I didn't I can make people money because I'm commercial. Yeah. But what I wanted to do was help people and that's where it all shifted and all changed. Gosh, but so but okay, so come back from Cyprus then and then what do you then do? Just straight away hand in your notice or Yeah. I did. I'd never had Reiki before in my life. My okay. friend had talked to me about it while I was on my holiday met obviously the lady who was doing my Reiki and she taught Reiki and I was like, I think I'd quite like to do that. And she got a training course coming up within about four weeks. I was like, put me on. Wow. (coughs) So this is all just lining up really, isn't it? Oh yeah. And it just kept lining up. So on the training course, she said I was like a duck to water. Like I'd never done anything like that with my hands in my life before she talked about anatomy and physiology and it just I was like this is so interesting I was like I hated biology at school yeah but this was fascinating I took some books away from hers to learn and like on loan I was reading like a sponge it was I went really really wanted to train in NLP um and it just so happened that I was working with a chap no. in a marketing capacity and he went you talked about NLP before, haven't you? And I went, yeah, I guess, well, I've got this client and she's running a training course in London. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I couldn't, I looked at so many courses, I couldn't find dates that would work at all. Her dates just worked and I could do them. Wow. So I went down to London for a whole week and did the intensive training um, and the coaching training as well. Um, it was just over a week, actually. I met some incredible people that I'm still friends with now. And the trainer, I'm still connected to her as well. And she's actually done some work with me in my other capacity, like recently as well. So we, yeah, we keep in touch. Um, So it was massively groundbreaking for me. Um, So yeah, in a year I'd done mind, body and, and, and sort of spirit in a way. But at this point, so are you still, are you really aware of being on a path? Because that's obviously what you are now looking back, you're clearly on. But Or did it just feel like things were just sort of, oh, you know, falling into place? And... It really did feel like that because it was so intense. I was having so many different experiences. And opportunities just pop, literally just popping up. <coughs> yeah, definitely. And um, all the time I was trying to develop Be Life Happy as a brand. And so I had a business plan behind that, commercial plan as well. Um I was going to launch this holistic wellbeing business that would help other therapists because one of the things I noticed on the training courses was that everybody had such a passion but they didn't know how to start their business. I went through another transition where I still loved working with businesses and I was approached in Cyprus to work with one. Um, they were in um, like finance, it was B2B. Uh, great opportunities, did some nice little campaigns for them, um, did opening, um, not opening, they had a, a five-year anniversary, so I did a big party and wow. PR and, you know, all that kind of jazz. 
Um, but at the same time, I was fundraising for mental health. Yeah. Um, and I did the Great Wall of China that year. I, my heart was telling me that I wanted to help people more. So the therapy side of things was important. But what else was important was that I really wanted to meet somebody and not do this life on my own. Yeah. So I made a really big decision and decided to come back to the UK. So, um, because I lived in Cyprus, came back to the UK to retrain and yeah. then went back to Cyprus ah, again. Okay. Um, so I did most of Be Life Happy and I wrote most of my book over in Cyprus. Right. Then the fun bit started. Yay. My best friend said, how about you stop marketing other people's businesses and market your own. I went, genius. <laughs> genius. And I've always said to her, she did, because I um, ed- had my book professionally edited. Um, it didn't get published, so I, I went self-publishing right in the end. Um, got that out, and it was Be Life, Happy Wellbeing. That's, that was the transition from the Be Life Happy website. Yeah. It was going to Be Life Happy Wellbeing. So I was coaching um, Reiki sessions, massage. Yeah. yeah. Got to learn a lot about people, clients, delivery. Yeah. Um, but also the energetic side of me developing by doing the work. Um, I kept my professionalism because that was really important. And kind of clients I had you could see that they really enjoyed all of that yeah so pretty much for four years I said and I wanted I was a fully booked business yeah and I loved it absolutely loved it I did talks I did and I really put myself out there and I think that was probably like a really good part of my journey that had to happen Now, how would you describe it sort of day to day then in terms of what it is and what it represents now? It keeps evolving. It really does. It really does keep evolving. So I went on to start teaching Reiki, which I absolutely loved and still do teach um, because I do love it and I offer that professionalism for people that do want to practice professionally. But I teach people who just want to do it for themselves as well. Um, But I will say I am ever-changing. And so I went on and um, did my Acacia Record reading um, practitioner foundation level and practitioner. And then I'm in the middle of doing an advanced training as well. Um, It's work that I would say I've probably been doing a lot but I hadn't had the formal training to understand how I was working. Right. So um, the Acacia Record work brings in a lot of um, NLP, although a lot of people may disagree with that, but um, I always say that you can wrap things up in as many different words as you like, but there's similarities between a lot of the modalities out there in energetics and mindset work, for sure. Um, because at the end of the day, everything's all energy, so it's all the same. But yeah. there's different tools and techniques that you can use in um, NLP. Like one of them is timeline therapy. And I love timeline therapy. I've saw some great results with clients. Would I still use it now? 
yes for certain clients but in the main I work with Akashic Record readings and the clearing and healing process is say about 45 minutes right and the impact and effectiveness because of the levels of which the healing is taking place far outweigh timeline therapy wow so timeline therapy is a fast process but it only works at a certain level whereas the others acacia work is is at soul level it's it's much more um diverse and affects all multiple layers so for me as a practitioner um I, I tend to work more now with the acacia work and obviously I've always had the ability to to channel to see to hear to feel um discussed haven't we that I I hid it because I didn't feel like I was being professional or sit would I was worried that people would discredit me um for all the hard work I'd done over those years I'd be like oh she's like she's a mystic meg kind yeah. of thing and I, I really just didn't want that and maybe I was just around the wrong people um, because I found incredible people after my sister passed away um, so she was 46 I was 43 so it's just coming up four years ago and it was obviously horrific but it was a beautiful process that we had those seven we had seven months from a diagnosis to her dying and I learned a lot from that. Um, My dad's death was sudden and horrific and I really, really felt like the rug had been pulled from under my feet. But with my sister, I felt so much love and peace. It was unbelievable. And I wanted to feel that. So I kept myself acknowledging what was happening so that I could feel that peace eventually. Gosh. And I think that in itself was a massive... um, healing but growth journey for me yeah from when my dad died to when she died and then obviously now I'm four years on and I've been able to explore everything that I've done after my dad died I was asked to help other people after my sister died I was asked to help other people who help other people ah okay so I felt like I'd been given a promotion (laughs) wow yeah and and it really showed in the clients that I was working with I realized that you know at least 90 percent 85 90 percent were business owners they were entrepreneurs I was having multi-millionaires come and sit with me who wanted coaching um, and clearing work and I was just like why are they finding me yeah I was gonna ask that yeah and it was all through google um and, well, and, and word of mouth I'm yeah guessing. well mainly google though they were just fine they wanted somebody different they wanted somebody um who understood business because yeah. of where their head was yeah, at yeah, yeah but they wanted somebody who could help them get through what they were experiencing personally right. and that's where it all started to come together yeah and I won't lie, I struggled a bit because I was like, I'm a marketing person, I'm, I'm an yeah. energetic, you know, healer. You're sort of trying to wear a few hats. It's like, how did you make this all work? And I mean, if anything, just the clients I've had really over the last few years has shown that they are they're not they're they're not unique. They're not a small group of people. There are lots of people like this, but they are willing to explore beyond the traditional right and often 
and um, I mean I've worked with people in Germany, Austria, Paris, um, again all through word of mouth. Most of my work, Akashic work, is very much referral work. Right. Um, which is beautiful. Um, but one of them said that they had been to numerous traditional therapists over many years but still could not work with the problem that they had. Right. But through the Akashic work, because we go back through past lifetimes and are able to find the real root cause, not this lifetime cause, yeah, yeah. but the root cause because the soul records show us what that is, they were able to make sense of what was happening in their life now. So instead of having to just deal with it, they could make sense of it. Um, I found now that my absolute flow is, is coming back to the very beginning is sitting with a business owner who has a vision yeah. they know what they want they just can't get there yeah, for whatever yeah. reason and they come with an open mind and an open heart and they are willing to explore everything that's going to come from it wow. and it's just beautiful and like I say to mix in like the strategy to show you that you know to bring all of that together so they've got something solid to work on to yeah. move forward yeah but also to be open to that energetic guidance yeah um i've worked i've worked with people i've shown them potential clients and the offices that they're in because they've shown me it all but these people can't have those clients because they haven't worked on stuff on themselves yet right so they show me the gaps right and that's not marketing and that's not strategy no. but having that help a business yeah, yeah, is yeah. is really really and i think because i understand business yeah they've chosen me to be yeah. that that role and and channel in that business field really what do you think in terms of you giving this advice to these multi-millionaires or this sort of mentoring advice what is it about your personal characteristics Ignoring your talents, which we've talked about, but your personal characteristics that... I think one of the... Th I do find it very easy to connect with, with these people, and I didn't realise I would. Right. Um, but I think because of how I am energetically... Yeah. I am very open and make people feel incredibly comfortable. Right. Um integrity is just something that is very much part of me i have in a conversation and a space i become very focused and i'm all about what that conversation or session is about yeah and yeah. as soon as that's finished i close it up it's zipped up and we're done brilliant and it's it's done so energetically they will feel that as well. I, do, I really do care, but I do have boundaries and I'm I'm able to... People a lot of time talk about holding space. Yeah. And holding space can be restrictive, um, but there is an element of that. that or you, guarding space, yeah. Yeah, you, you create a space where somebody can open themselves up yeah. to explore... And the kind of work that we're doing is obviously higher self, higher dimensional self work that they get to see and feel parts of them that they've probably never, ever felt before. Gosh. And that's, to me, 
is such an honour and a privilege to be part of that. So for me, it's a very two-way experience with with everybody. And I think, again, I often have good relationships and friendships with people after we've worked together because it is it is quite, you know... It's quite intimate in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is and it, and it isn't because, again, of the boundaries. They know that as soon as it's finished, it's it, done. Yeah. And then, you know, they've got the support there if they want it. But often people can just be let go and allowed I, I don't hold on to people yeah okay so what the flip side about it then and i almost don't i hate saying this word, but like the sort of negative characteristics or is there anything about you that it's challenging and and everything we've described i mean you've probably talked about some challenges but no definitely no i think that's that is, it is a difficult question but it's a good question because there are because you have to through this work, um, truth and transparency is is paramount because if I I commit to being a clear and open channel, is is what I've always said to myself from from day dot of doing Reiki. And with that, every time you work energetically, either on yourself or with others, you reveal another part of yourself. Right. And you then start to you know you can ignore them, or you can address it. What's been the absolute best part of this so far? Oh, God. I mean, where would you even start to answer that? I don't know if it's come yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think um, from what I've seen over the last few years of how I've evolved in myself and my work and the level of impact that I'm able to have, because, the, again, some of the businesses I'm working with, their visions and their impact are great and positive. Yeah. So even if I'm in the background, I know that that work is having a, a difference in the world. Yeah. So, so you feel like you're literally almost in some ways on the start of this. Yeah, on the start of it with like, what, how many years? God, I'm getting so old. Stop it. Uh, 25 maybe years. Well, or for, or however long you want yeah. to carry on for. But no, I mean, the, the 25 years behind me oh, right, that have yeah. got me to this point. And I think, you know, there's, there's obviously the emotional, personal journeys that I've been on, um, the, the career and professional interactions and becoming a mum. Yeah. And, you know, and, and how that, that's, you know, I have, a, I have a toddler, so, you know, I've got all of that to grow through, oh, no. all those different phases. And so I think in a way we'll both grow together um, very much over the, uh, the, at least the next decade. Final two questions. A bit of advice you'd give your younger self, and you can pick any version of your younger self here, but what advice mm. would you want to give young, younger Emma? So tough, so, so tough. You probably just have to really focus. The first thing that's coming to mind is around self-belief. Because I think even as a child, I had such sensitivities. And maybe I wasn't, you know, I had friends, but people always said I thought too much, you know, it was too mm -hmm. much of a deep thinker. And I saw that as being a problem. And actually it isn't. Well, I think it was back then, wasn't it? We're yeah. talking in the 80s here, yeah. or the 90s. It's a bit sort yeah. of... so having that level of awareness people perhaps didn't want. Um, but... You know, 
that that level of deep thought has become my greatest strength. So, yeah, I would say have self belief, and then that would probably be my biggest thing. Wow. Mm. Okay, and final question is one bit of life advice to throw out there into the world for anybody. Okay. Be life happy is about give, play, love, learn. And those four words are so important because the balance of giving and receiving, playfulness, remembering to have fun. Yeah, oh my gosh. goodness. Dancing just around your kitchen and yeah. singing and not being afraid that you're not the best singer in the world, but it's okay. Or, you know, just playing Twister or yeah. this, but allowing yourself to just be playful again. Um, love to recognize that you are to you know worthy of love but that love that comes from within yourself first right yeah and then the love is reciprocated because if you don't love yourself you'll find yourself in relationships that aren't as loving as you want them to be right so it's learn learn to love yourself and to take care of yourself to have that that self-care is, is, is essential for our, our wellness. And the final one, learning, is about, it's, learn to expand your awareness of what's around you by picking up a book or looking up at the sky or, you know, observing people, to reflecting on yourself and, and being okay to learn about who you are. And, and whilst that is a concept for Be Life Happy, that was all channeled to me and it was given to me as a gift and I used it on myself it made sense I read so many other books and religions and things and and be life happy just made sense it was simple yeah and it works so I would honestly say give play love learn and wow. remembering those and it's a really good marker to help you live by thanks very much Emma it's a pleasure Loved it. <laughs> if you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind the scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.